Well, which music album do you think would most likely open a portal to hell? And which music album do you think would most likely close it? Well... Do you want to go last? Yeah, that's a great call. Okay. Do you want to tell him why you're going last, John? <laughs> well, Mark, being the uh, great texter that he is... The consummate professional. Yes. I'm the conductor of this train. <laughs> Pro tip, uh, instead of sending it to our group podcast, sent the question to a group podcast, group text message group, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> also okay. consummate professional, John. Yes. Uh, Mark, instead of sending it to our group chat, sent uh, the question directly to Garrett. And so I did not discover this until approximately 35 seconds ago. So you, the listener, can see how well John can come up with things on the fly. Poorly. I can't even say group chat. I appreciate my (laughs) VIP status amongst this group. All right, VIP, you go first. All right, so the album that I think would open a portal, um, I thought about this, and I was like, oh, I can go really serious with this, or I can go like really jokey with it. So I feel like anything by 311 is bound to open a portal to hell. (laughs) Good Lord. But... I feel like Skeleton Witch's Serpents Unleashed is going to be the album that really does it for me. That one's going to just, it's going to set the mood. It's going to hit all the right tones. Okay, yeah, that sounds... Feel the portal. Yeah. Okay, let's... Feel the portal. Oh, it's good. Yeah, let's not destroy our studio with a portal to hell. (laughs) Come on. Let's make it interesting on this Saturday afternoon. (laughs) And the one that's going to close it... The Smith self-titled album. Because if anything's going to put something to sleep, it's going to be that album. <laughs> You're going to lure the devil, Beelzebub, straight into sleep, huh? There you go. That's right. Smiths or Morrison? Morrissey. Not Morrison. Morrissey would definitely do it. I actually like the first Smith self-titled album, but I feel like it's just a good juxtaposition to a badass heavy metal album. That's true. I, I like me some Smiths, but I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Well, I'm kind of going in the same vein with you. I think... Um, for me personally, what is going to open up the portal of hell is going to be the Norse death metal band known as Dimu Borgir. Oh, yeah. And they like to do a lot of orchestra metal, and they have a whole album about a priest who goes evil and becomes a satanic priest. It's a full concept album. Wow. So they're very versed in the subject matter. And I will tell you, when I was younger, I went and saw them live. And when they came on stage, I don't believe in the devil, but I felt his presence. <laughs> he was there with me in the crowd that day. He okay. put his arm around me and was like, let's mosh, He bought me a hot dog? <laughs> wow. And he, he said, hey, shot. Bro. So yeah, if anybody's going to do it, it's this group right here. And John, because I'm sure you don't know what they look no. like. They're ready. They're ready to open a portal. Okay, yeah, they look like uh, they walked out of some knockoff fantasy game. So, <laughs> mad props. As the Norse do. Yeah. I approve of this look. All yeah. right. So that's who's opening it up. Now, to close the portal of oh, hell. Got to. I'm going to have to lean on my favorite satanic ska band, Mephiscopheles. There's a satanic... Dude, that's not just fast forward past that. There's a satanic ska band? They're the premier satanic ska band. The one, the only... We, wow. we, we had one, they, we had their song in our Doom episode. No, not our Doom episode. We, we've had their music one in okay. our episode. Yeah, okay, I'm sure now, we have. The way that they're going to close this, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Satan stole their weed. That's fucked up, Satan. And what happens when you go to a moocher and you'd be like, hey, bitch, pay up. They run away, they hide. They don't pay their fair dues. So the devil's going to run away when he's confronted with having to buy some beer, pony up for the next hit. You know what I mean? 
Okay. I think that they just drop something and tell him to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, and then <laughs> kick him in the hole when he's not looking. That's exactly how it's going down. <laughs> wow. Devil's going to run away when he's going to have to, you know, face up to the music for stealing weed. Okay. All right. I love it. Okay. John, let me flip it on you. <laughs> What's one of your favorite albums? Um. Oh, man. A lot, but I think I have my song. Oh, song yeah, or song. Album. It's going to be a song. Oh, if it's not the fucking Monster Mash, get the hell off the podcast. It is not. It is God uh, damn it. Lamb Chop's song that never ends would definitely open the portal <laughs> to hell because it makes you want to stab yourself in the ear. I don't need to play it because I know how painful and satanic yes. that song is. It's really already is. in your head, so good luck getting rid of it. And yes. the song that closes it, the theme song to the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Yo, the uh, song that closes it, um, and in, I referenced this in a previous podcast, I don't know, uh, is definitely going to be Mambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> because it brings so much joy and pleasure into the world when you hear that song. It's a catchy little ditty. You just want to sing it. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the... You're not thinking about destroying the world. They're going, they're taking Mambo number five back to hell, and they're just going to chillax. John is sitting here in a Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt with khaki um, cargo pants. Yeah, actually, M. Lou Bega. It's spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I think that song is basically about him being a man whore. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. But sure. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I got nothing to say about that. It's an enjoyable experience. Devil, let us know which one of these is most likely to make you go home and pack him up. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Is I'm it? joined by John and Garrett. Yes, my name is Mark. Okay, just checking. I'm not lying. Am I? <laughs> Could be. How you guys doing? Um... You know what? I, I, I got this one, John. Okay, go. Garrett's got this one. <laughs> We're doing great, Mark. Good. We're doing well. Yeah. We got matching sure. tattoos last week. It's true. What do they say? Uh, that's not for you to know. Wow. Maybe one day, if you're lucky enough, and get a few beers in us, you can find out. <laughs> okay. That, that sounds easy enough. That will not be on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you guys been up to since last time? Mark, we went and saw Annabelle Comes Home. We did. Tell the world. Wait, about- you both went and saw it? We did. Oh. Yeah. We took a Thursday evening out of our time to go watch the yeah. third Annabelle. I haven't seen the second one yet. So I can't I s- get you assholes to do anything during the weekday. And you're going to go see movies without me on a Thursday? It's literally free for us. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a hard ask. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. That's fair. <laughs> uh, you, you can join us. Yes. <laughs> and you can also waste your time watching the most boring... Calling it a horror movie is a, a stretch. So that answers my next question. Yeah. It's... um, it, It's... What it is is, how do we make the next 10 Conjuring films? Well, let's pepper in some origin stories and call it a day. Nobody dies. There's zero deaths in this movie. Are you movie. serious? Yes. There's wow. zero almost deaths in this movie. It's very cookie cutter, but it, it definitely, like John says, it feels like a movie to introduce new franchises, characters yeah. or franchises into their universe because there's like a suit of samurai armor that was way more interesting yeah. than the film we were watching. <laughs> Definitely. Really? There was like a television that was showing the girl her death like 30 seconds before it happens. Uh, you know, you're watching the TV and the events are unfolding like before they actually happen. A that creepy was monkey. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, the standard monkey with the symbols, you know, that's in everything. <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, these are all the artifacts inside the Warren's home, right? The, so it's, they're discovering these. The Charon, the guy who you pay to cross the river sticks. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you put the coins on. Oh, he eyes. was he was in there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of cool. Did he look cool? He was the most interesting part of the yeah. film. That was like the best one. Um, but overall, avoid, avoid, avoid. I wouldn't say avoid. I'd say watch for free when it shows up on a streaming service and th- see what you think. Especially if you're on board for all these Conjuring movies, which really I'm I'm on the side of like I could do without the majority of them. It but- is crazy that you've seen the first Annabelle and the third Annabelle and have skipped the only good Annabelle. <laughs> yeah, Annabelle too. It wasn't on purpose. It just <laughs> never came up. So I, I don't even know where to find it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I'm sure it's on the internet. It's probably there. Yeah. Everything's there. Uh, I would suggest your standard locations such as Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, iTunes, Shutter, et cetera. Shutter, probably Perhaps Shutter. I'll find it. But yeah, that's what we did. Um, also, I started reading the Puppet Master comics. Um, two trades into that, and I think they're pretty good. If you guys are looking for some more backstory on our tiny puppets, they do a pretty good job it? there. And at one point, the puppets get new human vessels, and they leave their puppets. And it's fun to see what they do when they become human after mm. 50 years. At that point, he's just a human master then. Yeah. And we fought a war against human masters. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well done. There's, there's, uh, I think there's like five or six volumes of that. I'm going to keep reading through the those. sequel, Puppet Master, the normal size Reich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna keep going through those. If I if I end up at the at the uh, other side of this, really enjoying it, I might do like a video type review or something like that. And these are based off the original series, not the Littlest Reich. Correct. Ah, uh, see, I'm out. Yeah, these these dig into the original series, and at, at points when you get to the comic where it's referencing things from the movie, there's a little side note that says, "As shown in Puppet Master Four and Five. Well, that's well, that's kind of cool. Retro. Yeah. So you'll know. Oh, I should go watch those. If I don't get a fucking idea. 22 page like Skeeta Jenkins Cuddly Bear origin story, though, I'm out. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll get there. But yeah, they're well done. There's a lot of blood. I think the writing's pretty good. So How's the art? It's decent. Decent? Standard? Yeah, standard. standard horror comic fair? Yeah. I've, okay. seen, I've seen worse. I've seen better. Right, right on. Right in the middle. All so right. I recommend those if you're looking for something to read. Well, that's what I've been up to. Excellent. That's cool. So I, as you guys know, don't really get into a whole lot of news stuff, but I did see the latest It trailer, which I think is like, what, the final one maybe? Yeah, I think so. Dude, that is amazing. That was insane. Like the visuals, like even the, the the goofy stuff that I was like, well, this is going to look dumb on film, looked fucking creepy as hell. Yes. Like all the adult characters look like they're just nailing it. I've got, I've got very like almost zero like concern for this not being fucking fantastic. I agree. Everything shown in the trailer assuaged any type of issues that I might have or, or any concerns going in. The only one I have left at this point is are they going to stick the landing? Yeah, I think so. There was a scene where they were like holding hands in like a circle. It looks fantastic. Pennywise. Um, Dude is so good at being Pennywise. Oh, he's one of the scars guards, right? Yeah, he is. He's the youngest scars guard. Yeah, they um, man. He he does an amazing job. Like even like the scenes where he's trying to be like goofy in the like the mirror. Yeah. Bill, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. I was like, oh, he still nails the goofy kind of fun. Even after like their history, he's still kind of like, let's just have fun with it. Also, it looks like we're going to get a lot more origin story about him. Because in the original one, she's like, my father was a, he he came here and he was a clown. And then you see in the picture that like yeah. it's Pennywise. But I think that was timing. just like a throw off because theoretically, if they're sticking to Steve, the book, he's like some supernatural alternate dimension-y being. He doesn't have Maybe, a real origin story. Well, yeah, but story I think we're going to see like, like when he first started though, because there was also some scenes in the, the new trailer where it showed like old timey stuff moving around. So maybe that's inside a picture or yeah. maybe, but like it looks or like we're gonna, it, we're gonna get origin story of like when he started basically really fucking kids up. It could be interesting to see some of his past. Um, yes, yeah, uh, past. That's it. Yeah, origin, but yeah, things he did before, like yeah, you said the in the photo. He book address like the 1600s or some shit like that. I think they briefly say yeah. but it's not like just here's what happened. Here's what happened. Right. Here's what I was like, and he was doing shit back then too. Yeah, like the like, whole 
late 1800s, 1900s. Yeah. Like, which is a good place for the movie to really grow some creative legs and go beyond the story material. Agreed. So, yeah. Because yeah. they talk about some of the history. And if, if Mike's going to talk about the history stuff, which he becomes that character in the books... Is it Mike or no? No, the uh, the kid who gets skinny. What's his name? Right, Ben. Ben in ben. the movies, but in the books, the historian uh, was the uh, Mike. Was yeah, Mike? Yeah, yeah, Mike. And so it's definitely going to be like, oh, cool. Maybe Mike will have some more information about like how some certain events yeah. went down, which I think visually going to be cool. I mean, it looks fantastic. I'm so stoked. I'll probably see it multiple times. And we'll do an episode on it, I'm sure. Yes, Absolutely. we definitely had that scheduled. So we'll get that out, and you guys can hear our thoughts. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Anything else before we get into today's film? Let's rock and roll. Okay. Let's do it. Today we're talking about The Gate, and that was from 1987? Yes, 87. 1987, directed by Tibor Takax. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, he's mostly a TV director. After this, um, I noticed he did also direct The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that one existed, but uh, yeah, okay. a TV project, and he also did a TV project based on Police Academy. That was two episodes long. <laughs> okay, well, you know, so, guys picking winners. Bobcat Goldweight? I doubt it. I think he was out. I think he didn't come back for six, Moscow mission or whatever. Yeah, so. it was only two episodes, so if it even made it to air, it didn't last yeah. long. Mm. Um, this was written by Michael Nankin, who also did TV directing and producing, and he did write the sequel, which I didn't know there was, The oh, Gate 2. I know there was a sequel. Yeah, the sequel is called The Gate 2. The Trespassers, and it came out in 1990, and funnily enough, it follows Terry. Glenn's out. The fucking best character in this movie, <laughs> but... Yeah, we'll get to it, but I'm pretty sure Terry is Garrett. Yeah. And, no, I, I mean... A guy who's into metal and is also a nerd? Go to hell, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this one is starring Stephen Dorff as Glenn. This will be our second Stephen Dorff film. Ooh, Dorff cast. What was the, the other one? He was the sheriff in Leatherface. Oh, you know he he looked like. Picture his face now. Picture the kid from Kindergarten Cop. Hmm. They look very similar. I thought it was the kid from Kindergarten Cop. I was like, the time frame does not match yeah, up. Been There's too no old. way. Well, it's a few years apart. But yeah. yeah. Also starring Krista Denton as Al or Alexandra, Lewis Tripp as Terrence Terry Chandler, Kelly Rowan as Laura Lee, and Jennifer Erwin as Linda Lee. I did want to bring up that Stephen Dorff has also been in True Detective. He was in Blade. And Cecil B. Demented. I knew he was in Blade. It's a busy guy. Yeah. True Detective as 2019, so he's still doing stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, the Gate has a Rotten Tomato score of 56% with the critics and a 44% with the audience. That's about right. There's only 9,339 uh, reviews from the audience. I had never even heard of this movie until I watched it on Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> this one's kind of a forgotten 80s horror film, Yeah, right? This movie, I picked this movie because, because, number one, it's an 80s horror film, which you guys know this is my bread and butter, but... <laughs> I used to go to my grandparents' house like during the summers and stuff like that and like Christmas vacations. And this was always on HBO. Hmm. Like I had no idea what it was and I would always catch bits and pieces of it. And I remember the eye thing in the hand. I remember the little creatures. I remember like, um, I remember so many bits and pieces of this movie. And I was like, I think I've seen this movie every time the name's brought up. And I love this film. But yes, it completely slips under the radar. I never heard of it until this year. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't until I saw a clip of the big demon falling down into the tiny minions, like a you know, mm -hmm. little gif. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. What's that? <laughs> and then I think, Garrett, you were like, oh, that's the gate. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I never heard of it. And he's like, it's yeah. on the list. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll get to it then. <laughs> it's on the list, baby. 
This one was uh, done on a $6 million budget, made 13.5. So, Good. you know, it made its money back. Sequel worthy. And brought out a sequel. Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about the gate. Is this like the Canadian LaserDisc second edition? I think this is your standard USA VHS. Okay. Homegrown here in America. That's how I like it. <laughs> Which oh, is boy. funny because it's a Canadian film. <laughs> is it really? American-Canadian. Yeah. I did not know that. Open the Gate for Terror. It's a frightening supernatural thriller where your worst nightmares come true. Sensational special effects combined with chilling suspense make for a hellish film adventure. Haunting visions fill a once peaceful home as two teens discover an unholy evil that waits below. Best friends Glenn and Terry stumble across a special rock with a beautiful crystalline center in Glenn's backyard. Why didn't they just say geode? The rock enthralls them, and they dig up the family's newly sodden lawn and search for more of the precious stones. They find no stones, they find the gate. A hidden underground chamber that holds the secret of centuries and the vengeance of eternity. They've unlocked deadly demons and ghoulish fiends out to create a hell on earth. The kids' worst nightmares chase them through the haunted night. The gate must be closed before it's too late. They see the same movie I saw? That was actually a really good description. That actually had me like kind of intrigued. No, yeah. this one has it as 1986. Oh. I've seen it both say 86 and 87. Mm. Oh. Sometimes maybe it, maybe it was released in Canada in 86 yeah, and in America. Came here later. <laughs> oh, in the Canadian calendar, we're still in 86, <laughs> eh? Okay, are they really supposed to be teenagers? I assume they were like 10. I figured they were like 12, 13. Yeah, I don't think they're teens. Although Alex is. Alex, Alex is a teen, yes. right? The okay. sister. The, the two older kids sister. aren't and they didn't they were like, they're not like eight years old. They're no, I thought like they were like 10, 10 to 12. Yeah, yeah, that's like the range. Uh, um, and did well, they go the search pre-teens. for more geodes? Yes. Okay. yes. Well, they found the one, and yeah. then that's when Terry's like, if we find a bigger one, we get like 100 bucks. Well, right. the oh, I remember that. The, the, the first one falls off the tree root yeah. as they uproot it, like its balls drop, and then it breaks <laughs> open, and he's all like, oh, look at this crazy crystal rock. Oh, and then okay, that's when that's Terry's like, Dude, that's a straight up geode, bro. If we find more, we can make some mega bucks. Yes. Okay, that's what they're referring to. I guess I've, I, I was thinking after they found the second geode that they go back, but no. Okay. No, they're not okay. doing a whole like rock like you know business or anything. Like they're that. minerals, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hank. What the fuck was that from? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I said at the front, I didn't even know this was a movie. Um, mostly forgotten. I feel like nobody's talked about it really. So when I was watching this, I was getting, I was like, what is this movie like? What is this reminding me of? And there was two films in particular that I was like, this kind of reminds me of these. One is the, uh, did you guys ever see Spiderwick Chronicles? Mm-mm. And it's about some young teens that open up a fairy world and all these goblins and orcs are coming out and attacking them. So I was getting kind of that vibe. Mm-hmm. And also mixed in with the, uh, the Australian or New Zealand film Deathgasm. Did you ever see that I one? saw Deathgasm. Deathgasm, I have seen. That's a modern one. Yeah, right? it yeah. came out like a few years ago. I like Deathgasm. Yeah, it was it was pretty good, but it was the same thing like the death metal album yeah. playing so into opening a, a portal to hell. I was kind of getting those kind of vibes from it. So I was going to ask you guys: Were there any other movies that like in the, that are in the same vein of the gate? Like, if someone asks you what this movie was about, or like what is it like? Like, is there anything else you could think of? I mean, they describe it as a horror Goonies. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I was. Because it had say. that eighties kind of fun, like like also like the Babysitter on Netflix. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I saw that one. Okay, not like the same age group and stuff, but like that kind of like, it's scary, but it's also kind of accessible and a little bit fun and not like trying to basically like gross you out. It's just kind of like, ooh, some fucked up creepy shit. That's cool. 
and it's more fun as opposed to it's about the journey as opposed to like the impact. Yeah, and it definitely rides a, a the closer to the horror line than the family entertainment yes, line. Yes. I think for sure. I, well, and that like concerned me the first half, but then once it gets going, for sure, it's like whoa, this movie like pulls a one eighty that I enjoy a lot. This movie is so weirdly paced. Yeah, like like I think like thirty minutes into the movie, it feels like you have resolution. Yeah, and you're like, okay, and then shit starts happening, and you're like, oh my god, and then it looks like they take care of all that, and I looked at the time, and I was like, there is 37 minutes left of this movie. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't expect there to be that much movie left either, yeah. like right around a certain point in the film, you're like, oh wait, there's like three acts three times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it works, it somehow works, and the, so the second, or the third of the three acts is like a straight up horror movie. Yes. Um, the first of the three acts, more like a Goonie. Kind of a teen, yeah. flick. And what do you guys think of the characters? So our three main are Gary, not Gary, Glenn, Terry. Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Put that coffee down. <laughs> so we've got. Geos are for closers, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we've got Glenn, Terry, and Al. Al being the older of the group. She's starting to age out of really hanging with the two. Yeah. Two boys. She's turning into a teenager who wants to hang out with the girls. Um, Glenn has an obsession with model rockets that yeah, seems was that, unhealthy. Was that an 80s thing? No. Okay. I well, mean, they I were mean, around, but not to that. were pretty popular, but. Not to that degree, though. I don't know. Maybe that was just his thing. Kid was into it. Maybe Canada and Canadian kids. <laughs> really, uh, really. Yeah. I think Terry was the only character that really felt like a character. The rest were kind of white, like blank slates. They're just generic. Here's your kid character. Here's your older teen sister character. Here's your teenager characters. You're just like straight out of the fucking genre book, you know? Sure. You know, one thing I can't appreciate, though, is the the dynamic between the brother and sister, where a lot of times these films would give us a bickering kind of hatred or yeah. resentment towards the sibling. They were friends. Yeah, it seemed very realistic. They got on each other's nerves, but they were ultimately, as someone who has a sister, I get it. Like, I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, this feels like a real brother-sister relationship. Like, when they're going to bicker, but when shit hits the fan, it's time to, you know... Square up. Got your back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This um, also movie complete lack of adults. They yeah, write they write that in, but yeah. Such yes, an eighties thing like, to do. Yeah. It's like and you got well, complete lack of real adults. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Um, what do you guys think of Glenn? I thought he was kind of that a, kid was all nostrils. He's a wuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just he, definition of wuss. Like he stubs his toe. He's like, We gotta call mom and dad. We can't <laughs> fucking handle this situation. <laughs> they're like, Really, Glenn? You're being a little bitch. Yeah, like, Did you know it gets dark at night? Because uh, we're gonna have to call mom and dad about this situation. <laughs> yeah, he very much is just like just very standard, like, you know, by the book kid. I thought his acting also was okay. For like, a kid he, movie, yeah, it was fine. He did yeah. pretty good. He had good he got uh, good facial expressions. Yeah. Like in my mind, I I rate this movie as a kid's movie, right? So like everything I put in that genre of, yes, as for like, if I were 12 when I saw this movie, I would have been like, fucking yes. So this is, I mean, I still liked it. I don't want to imply I don't like it, but if I were like in that a right age group, I would have fucking eaten this shit up for sure. I think I was like 12 or 13 when I first like started catching clips of it. Well, this one kicks off with Glenn having a dream. Which we don't know, but yeah, he rides up on a sweet BMX, <laughs> sweet 80s BMX, the, the heyday of BMX designs in my opinion. Uh, to a house which is empty, cool looking house. Yeah, right. Foods on the table, stove is going. You're just like they vanished, like like the rapture happened, and like <laughs> he was left behind in the middle of suburban America. Right, <laughs> would have been a very different movie yeah. if it was the rapture. <laughs> My boy Glenn didn't make the cut. Glenn, get the mark of the beast, or you're going to die. Terry's like, come on, man, you knew this was happening. <laughs> so so yeah. yeah, we find out he what he then he ends up in his treehouse. 
right? In this dream. Yeah, he hears he hears a baby crying. He looks outside and like the sky is getting weird, dark and stormy and there's a huge treehouse and this massive tree in his backyard and he like goes up to it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, in the tree and then the lightning strikes the tree and it starts to collapse. Yeah. And that's when he wakes up out of his nightmares. Like, well, he wow. finds that he finds a crying baby doll, which he thought was like a, a baby in there and then like it does. Yeah, but it's weird the way the lightning hits the tree is like it saws it in half. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I was like, "Okay." And then it starts falling real slowly. You can tell it had on a wire. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, we can it, we can all forgive it because it's a dream. Yeah. Yes. And he wakes and it up. crashes and he wakes up. I wanted a tree house when I was a kid so bad and I never got one. I never even lived in a house that had a tree where you could build a tree house in. Where I'm from, the trees couldn't support that. Yeah. They were like the weaselly little garbage trees. Wispy garbage trees. <laughs> well, where I'm from, we made one, and we Ooh. were bad at making stuff, and it broke under the weight of three of us, and we fell to the ground, and it sucked. <laughs> that sounds painful. We hit part of the tree on the way down. Oof. It was not great. It did not deter us from trying again. Of course not. But hey. at that point, no one was willing to like get on there more than one at a time, so... <laughs> not a great tree house. <laughs> was, no, we did not have confidence in our uh, our structural ability. Carpentry. Kids should not be allowed to build their own things. <laughs> they don't have the skills or technical know-how. But we anyway. used rocks as hammers to nail oh nails in, so it was no not you good. fell out of a tree. <laughs> it's gangster. So the next day, um, they're actually tearing the tree out from the backyard. Now, did there, was there any explanation given for why the tree's being removed? It was that old. Tree. They said it was old, and it was like needed to be pulled up. Okay, and that's where we find, like as, as mentioned earlier, a rock falls open and cracks open and reveals a geode. Right. And Terry and, and Glenn are just Terry's mesmerized. like a geode expert. My man, he's like, that's a geode. It falls and breaks open, and, and Gary... Gary, right? Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Ross? Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closes only. Glenn is very much like, um, like, whoa, like his mind is blown. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. And then he shows his buddy Terry, and in classic Looney Tunes fashion, his eyes turn to dollar signs. Cha-ching. <laughs> it's like, we got to go back and get more. Yeah. Terry's OG, yeah. man. Yeah. So they go out and they tear up the backyard. You know, like Terry's you know, got a venom patch on the back of his fucking badass. He's so cool. Vest. <laughs> Terry's <laughs> a bad motherfucker. <laughs> love, he he looks like a young like Canadian Bill Gates Andy Dick. You know <laughs> how I should have guessed this movie was in Canada when they when that dad finds that fucking hole. He's just like he just shakes his head. He's like they really should have done something about like, that. Yeah, my dad if if he'd laid down sod and then I went and dug it the fuck up, my dad would be so mad. It would not just be a Oh, boys will be boys situation. Well, he calls. He's like, he's like, did they cover the hole? Maybe I should call Mrs. Like Kilpatrick. He's yeah. like, oh, it's seven o'clock. Oh, no, it's not that important. I'm like, dude, there's a giant hole in your yeah. yard. Yeah, he doesn't care enough. And then he's like, okay, you're grounded through the weekend, kid. Yeah, that's his big punishment. Yeah, because him and Terry, uh, Glenn, yeah, Glenn and Terry... Glenn, Glenn, Terry, Glenn, Gary. <laughs> Glenn and Terry dig up the hole to look for another geode. Um, at this point, you realize Terry's pretty smart. Yeah. And you also realize that Terry's uh, mom. Terry's mom has passed away. Yes, Terry's yeah. mom has passed away. So, yeah, there's some scenes where, where Terry's like kind of spooking Glenn a bit. He's like, there's dead people that were put in your walls when they built yeah. the house. I remember when your house was put up. So, you know, Glenn being the wuss that he is goes and tells his dad and his dad's like, son, listen, Terry's mom died and he's going through some stuff. So I think he's just trying to punk you because you're a little bitch. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. very Canadian, I guess. And My, that room is 
T to B model rockets. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's so, got a decoder ring. He's dude, like on board. He's like a cadet. If, he, <laughs> if this were 2019, he'd be on a government watch list somewhere for all the fucking rockets that kid has been buying. Yeah, absolutely. He, no, it'd be drones. He'd be heavy into True drones droid. if they made this movie today. But uh, Terry, I think, is what my parents would have called a bad influence. Oh, my parents would be like, you're not hanging out with this yeah, kid. Terry is always the one goading this kid on to doing some terrible shit that Kind of terrible. Terry was reasonable. He dug a hole in their backyard. Who hasn't dug a hole in a yard, though? I mean, uh, I never dug a I hole. I tried to build a pool one time. <laughs> I, right. I grew Garrett up. Garrett is what you would call a bad influence. No, no. I was a very good kid. I was a very good kid. We just did stuff that was... Bad. Not, not bad, but it was like questionable. <laughs> Mischievous. Right. Yes. We grew up in my backyard. We had a septic tank. So if you dig oh. a hole in the backyard, you're getting shit. Yeah. We, had a, we had a well and we a septic dig tank, no too, so... But anyway, yeah, now at this point, the parents are like, we're going to go out of town for the weekend. We got to get you a babysitter. And then Al is like, mom, I'm like 16. Are you for real right now? I can watch the little Glenn. You know, and is she like, supposed to be 16? I think she said something. I'm so effect. bad at aging think, yeah, children. Her friends were driving. Oh, her yeah. Her friends pulled yeah. up in a oh, car. Yeah, so. don't or even get started on her friends. Bad influences. The Lee <laughs> sisters. They're awful. I hate them both. Dude, the guy whose one job was, that we'll get there. Yes. But, but I, th- I think maybe maybe she said, like, I'm almost 16. Yeah, that, so anyway, that makes she's sense. she's in high school regardless. Yes. So they're like, all right, no parties. And the next cut is a party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a note that basically says, no parties equals Insta party in the 80s. Absolutely. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, and I know it was because of cut, but like the way it cut, it's like it happened three seconds later. Like if her parents had just driven around the block, there would have been a party. <laughs> All the kids are hiding in the hole. <laughs> like, yeah. Pop yeah. out of the sod. Party. <laughs> so during this party, you realize that Terry and Glenn had found another giant, massive like geode, but it hasn't been broken open yet. It is huge. <laughs> I was like, geode storm. <laughs> oh. Like that's a movie I want to see. But yes. And so they're like, they have it on a desk. They've got like hammers and chisels. Yeah, trying Terry's to break just it going open. to town on this chisel, man. and he is focused on it. Like this is it, boys. This is our. This is our <laughs> <Money>. claim. <laughs> he could be an old timey prospector in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we make our money. Ode. And then what? They just slam it with a hammer, and it finally well, cracks I think open. Terry gives up. Yeah, and then like uh, Glenn. Glenn, I want to call him Gary. Terry and Gary. <laughs> Glenn tries it one time, and yeah, it just cracks right open. And gas pours out, and it's like glowing. So it's not your normal geode. And they're yeah. like, wait a minute, are they supposed to do this? Yeah. And I'm like, I think it traps some old gas. That's what in Terry there. was like. He's like, probably <laughs> yeah. when it was being made, they trapped some like natural gas. He called inside it compressed of it. air in there, and it's like, no, Terry, I don't think that's how it works. You gotta give it to Terry though. That man is like I give him kudos. The box. I yeah. give him kudos for p- trying to put it together and like have a rational explanation. For <laughs> He's this not letting a little glowing rock gas get between him and a hundred dollars. So yeah, they break it open. The gas gets in their their mouth and eyes, arguably, which you should automatically be concerned. It's glowing from the inside. Then it stops glowing. And then on his little like etch a sketch board next to him, there's like three magic words listed that like he's like, what is this? And he picks it up and instantly starts reading these words. First off, if magic words appear on anything, don't yeah. start chanting them. True. And then th- nothing happens. And then it's like, oh well, that's crazy. Except outside the hole is now kind of pulsating with light. Right. It starts basically, those magic words basically activated the the gateway, the hell gate or whatever. Horror movies work better with children because children are stupid. So you expect them to do stupid things. Yeah. yeah. If you were an adult and you saw three magic words and you read it, I'm not buying it. A kid, I'm like, yeah, all right. If I were 10, I probably would have done something stupid yeah, like that. Fair. So they, they read that, the gate gets activated and then they decide, 
fuck it. Let's go downstairs and steal right. some food for the party. And they're playing light as a feather, stiff as a board. There's some variation of it. Will you guys ever do levitation? I've seen that. It's an illusion. No, it's a matter of concentration. It really works. Now everyone just clear your mind. <laughs> You broke your concentration. No, I broke my finger. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not the weight. Hey, my man, come here. Let's see if we can levitate him. It's a cinch. He's a midget. Okay, we'll just use two people. Sit down. Brad. Okay, hold your arms out, one on top of the other, and make little circles to trans transmit and stimulate the energy. And everyone else, concentrate. Clear your mind. Think of Glenn as light as a feather. Or stiff as a board. Yeah. <laughs> is that copy like written or something? Like I, I just, Maybe the Canadians didn't know that version. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, it's not working. Um, and so then they catch uh, Gary. Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. They catch Glenn. And the guy's like, oh, he weighs like 20 pounds. Let's try it with him. And it's like, dude, it's not a matter of weight here. What yeah. you're trying to do... Um, but it works, and he starts floating. Yeah, he floats like a good like three he feet above them. Hits the ceiling, pulls off a light fixture, freaks yeah. the fuck out, and runs away crying. And that's <laughs> honestly a valid response to what just occurred. Yeah, yes. if you start floating, you're like, okay, this is not supposed to be right. And then they're like, oh, it must have been an optical illusion. An optical illusion that he reached that fucking light? <laughs> and then the girl, the girl whose idea was was like, well... Maybe we won't try that one again. Like, like I underestimated my powers, and it's like, what the fuck? Also, did you notice in that party, like someone in the background is like, there's, they have a big dog, a big uh, shaggy yes. dog named um, Alfie or something, a Leo or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but um, someone goes, someone get that dog a beer. <laughs> <laughs> like in the background uh, during the most generic 80s soundtrack ever. This entire movie has like the best 80s pop music that you've never actually heard. It's like it's all Canadian. Artists, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> the dog's name is Angus. What Angus. a terrible name for a dog. <laughs> the party was confusing to me because a there should have been a lot more drinking and debauchery, not telling of ghost stories and well, inviting over little Miss Cleo to start her own seance. That's and kind of realistic. There's some good kids. I mean, you know? in movies, teen parties are always crazy hanging off the chandelier. In reality, it's tough to get beer. It's tough to get beer. And on, oftentimes you're not like fucking on the couch at your yeah. high school parties. A lot of times it's all like in the eighties, you could start drinking at 18 True. in some places. Yeah. So I think it was easier to get beer back. Then. Maybe. I mean, the party was weird. I'll admit the point <laughs> being, um, so I need to get that dog a beer. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So then the party ends and, uh, they go and they, the kid's still crying. Glenn is still crying. I don't know how long it has been and long enough for everyone to go home. Uh, and he's still crying. <laughs> yeah, he's upstairs like, crying. Glenn, can you quit being a little bitch? <laughs> Remember that one time I was pantsed in front of everybody and then Terry had like, yeah, I was embarrassed too. He it puked sucks. on somebody. Yeah, he puked on someone. He's like, I was embarrassed about doing that. And I was like, well, probably not as embarrassed the person who got puked on, but yeah. I appreciate it, Terry. And then yeah, that's all he had to hear. He's like, oh, you bad things happen to you too? All right, well, I guess I'll stop crying that it's been fucking seven hours. And as you pointed out, he's like, I want to call mom. Yeah, right away. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we should call mom after he gets levitated. To be fair, not a, not a bad assumption. You get levitated, you're like, wait a minute. 
But yes, he wants to call his parents way too quick. Just ace. It's like, one. what are they going to do? They're, who knows? They don't say where they are, but they're going away for a weekend. Do you think it's your nighttime. parents would believe you if you call them and like, I've, I floated to the ceiling? Yeah. They'd be like, go to bed. They're like, why are you trying to ruin our trip, you little shit? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, we haven't been gone one day. We wait all year to leave you for three days, and this is what you do. <laughs> yeah. So they go to sleep. Terry's staying the night over, and we get, there's a lot of moth action going oh, on right. at this kid's window. When they open the geode and the hole, moths are just everywhere. It's, and he captures, this is where Terry- the Moths are coming out of the hole. Yeah. Terry bit of a sociopath. Cretan, and they're hitting the bug light. Yeah, Terry is a bit of a sociopath. He's like, well, are you gonna, how long do you think they'll live? He's like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just going to suffocate them yeah, to well, death. He specifically, he's like, how long do you think they'll live without oxygen? It's like, what kind of fucked up question is that, Terry? <laughs> yeah, and he goes, I guess we'll find out. And I was like, whoa, okay, you've committed to this. I was like, I get it, they're moths, but still, still man. Yeah. But Glenn, no better, because you see on his nightstand, jar of moths well, dying. Nice. Glenn like, was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And then later on, like half of the movie, he just kept those motherfuckers in the jar. Yeah. You're like, dude, you didn't even bother to let them out? That's it's why like, you got demons, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn demons inside be, of you the whole time. He could be peer pressured into murder. You want guy. demons, this is how you get demons. Dude, Glenn, didn't he even, maybe I, I imagine this wasn't like, oh, if Terry jumped off a bridge, would you? Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, At I the very would. beginning for the parents, like, they're like, if Terry jumped off a bridge, would he? He's like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I? <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> and the sister looks at him like, you sly motherfucker. And the parents are just like, well, what can you do? Yeah. Glenn, <laughs> just like, not an independent thinker. Our son's a tool. <laughs> so then we cut to the next day after the moths get everywhere. Well, it's during this slumber when they're all sleeping that Terry wakes up and goes downstairs and sees his ghost mother. Oh, yeah. yeah. He sees his dead mom at the front door. Which didn't make any sense to me in context no. of what's going on. It's like, what's happening Seems right too now? powerful for what has right so far occurred. Yeah. Right. And then... He wakes he, her up and, and he hu- he's hugging her. Yeah. And they do like a slow dance in a circle. Yeah, it's, it's really it's bizarre. weird. But especially when you then find out he's actually hugging a dead dog. He's <laughs> hugging <laughs> Angus. Which I thought that I started laughing at that scene. It's just like him staring in the face of the dog and he's like, Bleh! he drops it like a sack of potatoes and it, you get clearly stuffed because it kind of bounces off the yes. like, boop, boop. And just like, I mean, it's very goofy looking, but yeah, you find out that he thought it was his dead mom and it's the dead dog. And it and wakes up the ra- Alan Gar- Glenn, wake up and run downstairs, and they find out their dog's dead. Right, like, they, which they take like a champ. Man. Yeah, because then we smash cut to the next morning with Terry like about to have to leave. Glenn is sitting on the steps, and he's all like, "He's like, I'm sorry, man." And he's like, "That's okay. He was pretty old. He was 97 in dog years." My man cried for hours because he levitated. His dog <laughs> dies. Shed a fucking tear. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck that dog." But then, I think he does say, "Let's call mom." Yes, no, no, immediately, he's like, "You know, he Terry's like, I'm gonna go home." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, "I'll come over later." And he's like, "Cool. I'll see you then." The sister's like, "Well, we'll find. I'll find someone to bury um, Angus." And he's right. like, "Okay, we're gonna call mom and dad now." And then the sister's like, "No!" Like he's pulling the phone out of his hand. Like, stop. <laughs> It's so fucking yeah, hilarious. He's such a punk. He's like, they want to know what happened. It's like, Terry, I bet they are uh, fucking Glenn. I bet they don't actually. They want to have one nice weekend and you want to call them every 15 minutes. And Ooh. this is where we're introduced to the sister's friends because they come over and they're all going to go to the mall or some shit like that. Yeah, they're going to go to some beach event. And they're like, let's go to the mall and that get prepared. Night, yeah, they're going to yeah. go to the mall, get prepared. And then they're going to go to the beach party at night. And, and so he thinks he's going to go Glenn's like, you're going to leave me alone? The dog just died? <laughs> he's like, I'm going to call mom. <laughs> she takes the note with mom and dad's number on it, like just completely takes it away. Yeah, so it's like, not even an option anymore. You're abusing this privilege. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, then she tells, I guess it's like someone she likes or it's a guy, this is a guy character. Hey, can you go take this dead dog to the animal shelter? Yeah, he's trying to get in the sack with Al, yeah. like the whole yeah. movie. Which, and she's like, can you please go dispose of this body at the, the animal control or something like that? Yeah. And he's like, of course. And, and just, tell me if I'm wrong. He shows up, he tries to drop it off there and he's like, oh damn, they're closed today. Does he go and stuff it in the gate? Did He like yeets it over the fence. Yes. He went and buried it in the hole, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he puts it in the <laughs> hole. Basically, so like, <laughs> he, hate that guy, well, he man. takes it, he takes it, he, the door is locked so he can't get into the place. Where but he doesn't even it. leave. He just looks at it and goes, oh, closed today? All right, fuck it. Yeah. No, the thing, he puts it back in the car, drives it back to the house, chunks it over the fence and puts it in the hole in the backyard where the gate is. Yeah. But He's a tool. It's really funny, though, because when we first introduced that guy, he walks in and sits down at the breakfast table and um, just starts, he just grabs Glenn's cereal and starts <laughs> eating it. Like, he's like, yeah, kid, just toughen up, blah, blah. Yeah. Glenn's like, I want to call mom. She's like, no. And he's like, I'm out of here. And he like runs off to the doorway, stops and turns around. And he's like, fag. Like, oh, to I the, know. To the older like kid. And the kid's like, what did you say? Like, like he's going to like tear him apart. And then he runs off and I was like, wow. So since you mentioned it, this is the eighties. This is where these kind of words weren't yeah. very frowned on yet. Yeah, like Just like monster squad. It. They use it again later yeah. where she, like one of the sisters says like some weird phrasing. I forget exactly what she says. But she yeah. calls him the same word in the closet. Dude, what I don't understand. All right. So Glenn, well, is, the girls come over and they're like, what is he doing? Fagging around upstairs yeah. with Terry. I was yeah. like, whoa, is that like, even a verb? Can you, I guess you could in the eighties. Maybe it was, but man, I was like, wow, that definitely was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> For being like, a punk in every other aspect of his life, he is a mouthy fuck to his sister's friends, man. He <laughs> is just like a no fucking, fear. No, no fear when it comes to running around like a Cartman, just <laughs> fucking bad mouthing everybody. Yeah. He's putting on a face. He's well, busy yeah. crying in the he corner, yells, but he'll come out and yell yeah. homophobic slurs at he, you. Yeah. He yells to one of the girls, I wrote this down, suck my nose till my head caves in. <laughs> Is that an insult to her, to him? <laughs> Do not know. I think both involved should be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. But, what did oh you my say? God. This movie had great insults in it. I mean, uh, the fag yeah. stuff was definitely like over the yeah. line, but like this stuff like sucked my nose to my head caves in. I was like, where and how did you come up with this? I, I like to believe that was ad lib. <laughs> I have so. no evidence of that, but I'm believing it. Head cannon. Glenn was holding on to that one for years. Yeah, since he was six, <laughs> he wrote it down in his fucking etch a sketch. And while this is going on, we cut to Terry back at his house, whose dad's off on business by himself. There's empty pizza boxes. You can basically tell that Terry just kind of takes care of himself. And he's yeah. rocking out to one of the worst hard rock songs I've ever heard his in my life. His room is metaled up. He is jumping yeah. on his bed. He's playing guitars. And then out of nowhere, this metal album called, what was it? Crucifix? Sacrifix. Sacrifix. With an FYX at the end. <laughs> yes. And he's like, they're like, metal, metal, metal. And then all of a sudden, this spoken word track that goes on for like, what, it's like four minutes. Yeah. And he's got this rainbow sheet on him, and he's all like, like mouthing it, like saying the word. So this kid's very like adept in like the whole like, oh, this is what satanic ritual and stuff like that is. So. Yeah, I respect Terry. Once he, when he, when he decides, all right, here's what's happening. My man never wavers from the plan. No, he knows. Ex <laughs> he's like, I got this. Yeah. Stick with the kid. You're good to go. <laughs> he, the, I, I mean, I wish I had his self-confidence now as an adult. <laughs> when like they lose like the record with like the, the yeah. chant and stuff like that. They're like, what do we do? Now? He's like, go get a fucking Bible. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll chant some shit out of that. Like he does not miss a beat. He's like, Just read any parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So the Sacrifix <laughs> album tells them exactly how to open a gate, and they put together that they've already done the majority of the work. <laughs> Seems so the gate's yes. already open. Very easy to accidentally open yeah. this it's gate. Got pictures well, the Geo did half the work for them. It wrote down the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> it's got pictures and everything. It's Feels like, like oh, cheating. it's all here. And then somehow Terry realizes if you rewind or, or play the record backwards, it will tell you how to close the gate. Naturally, that's. I wonder just if how that was in the in the liner notes. It's yeah. like special thanks to uh, Metallica, Megadeth, and if you want to close the gate, please just rewind <laughs> the tape. <laughs> just spin the record the other way. At this point, he goes over and he's gonna he's gonna share his newfound knowledge with Glenn, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I found out what's going on. And does Glenn? He doesn't believe him at first, right? He's no, like, Glenn does not. What the hell are you talking about, right. Terry? Yeah, it's like fucking Terry at it again. But he convinces him. This was this is this feels like a very kind of thing going on in the '80s with the Satanic Panic. Oh, definitely. Everybody's the, the heavy oh, metal yeah, albums. Yeah. You rewind it; it's going to open portals to hell. This stuff was very prevalent, so this seems very timely. Subliminal messages to play on those all fears that. that all of suburbia had back yeah. then. Yeah, and right before like he comes over to tell him about the um, the gate, the the hell gate. It, um, the sister Alexandra comes home and is all like, "He's like, I thought you were going to the beach party." She's like, "I would have, but I spent all my money on this new model rocket for oh, you yeah. to basically show that she's sorry he went through the dog thing, and so she spent her money on that, so she's gonna stay home." So yeah, Terry comes over, tells him about this gate thing. Terry convinces Glenn's like, hey, let's go close that shit. We opened it. I mean, he doesn't do a great job of closing this gate. We consecrate this ground, this world of light. We curse the abominations of darkness. We block the passage of evil. May the old devils depart. May they burn in the fires of their own damnation. May they freeze in the infinite cold and darkness of their own hideous creation. Isn't that kind of insulting? I guess it's supposed to be. I mean, we're trying to get rid of them. Maybe you should do it one more time. All right. To be uh, fair, this is his first attempt to close your dev- devil. No, you're not going to get it on the first try. Right, which is also why Glenn goes, maybe you should do it again. And Terry yes. goes, <laughs> that was a great idea. Great He's idea. Like, we'll do it again. Yeah. Terry's like, I'm in. Yeah, take two. They are ride or die friends. Terry, <laughs> Terry is just adept at being like, yes, this makes sense. Now, I have a feeling that the, it would have worked if the dumb boyfriend character hadn't stuffed the dead dog in the hole. That's exactly what it yes. says. Yeah. And this is to your point where it feels like uh, the movie is three different movies because then they try the fake, the fake closing. We don't know. It looks like, like it worked. Five minutes into the movie. Right. Then the sister comes home with the rocket, and there's like a five-minute montage of them playing with this fucking rocket. Yes. And we see it tilt all the way up and come all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement of launching a rocket into the sky. Rocketry at its finest. Yeah. And it's like, you thought, oh, credits roll, there's but no. There's some guy at NASA going, finally, <laughs> finally. That's where the movie originally ended, so they brought in another writer to come and punch it right, up. That was us, the but, first writer. Um, but there was an amazing sequence where... Um, all this crazy shit starts happening. Like the window explodes open and all the moths come out. The dog is in the bed. Because remember, Al comes in is like, how did Terry sleep through this whole fucking thing? And she starts shaking the bed and then Terry's like, what are you doing? Comes up from behind her and they pull back the covers and it's the dead dog. And that's when we get the arms come out and start grabbing the the sister. And then the sister's friends, the Lee sisters were over that night, spend the night too. And that's when they're all like, Oh shit, the first closing didn't work. Let's get the fuck back out there. Then we're introduced to these tiny gremlin esque creatures, right? Yeah. At coming at the window. And I thought these things looked great. Ray Harry Housen level, like badass little tiny dudes. Gremlin yeah. type things were such a like it must be in the zeitgeist of the eighties, man. I don't know what was going on in the eighties, but they were really afraid of tiny little tiny creatures, creatures man. fucking your shit up. Like A, they're hard to see. Yeah. And B, there's always a million of them. Tiny demons. 
Yeah, I guess, man. I, so, I guess it was like a reaction in the 60s. It was all giant monsters. And they were like, you know, now we got to shrink them down. Let's go small. <laughs> all right, Todd, we went big. Let's go small this year. <laughs> so Al's like, wait, you mean that bull crap you were talking about the gate and the backwards record, all that shit was real? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, you Terry's like, fucking on? duh, dude. Like, yeah. Terry does not like respond with like, I know it's hard to believe. He's just like, get with the fucking program. Like, <laughs> Terry does not second guess <laughs> yeah. hell portals or any of this shit for a moment. He's like, of course this is real. Fine. Why were we talking about this? Catch up. That was 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Let's go. Literally yeah. 35 minutes. Yeah. You're way behind. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of great scenes at this point of stuff going on. Like there's a telephone that melts on the wall that I thought was really well yeah. done. They're, they're, all the family photo albums are like Glenn's families are all zombies except yeah. for him. So the the photos that are hanging on the wall, I love this part. This part messed me up as a kid because my uh, my grandparents' house used to have our family portraits like up the stairs as you mm-hmm. walked up them. So mm-hmm. just like this, the happy family photos were all of them like just sitting around being happy. Now it's like Glenn alive while the rest of them are like slaughtered and bloody next yeah, to like him. Yeah, like decapitated, fucking crazy shit, man. It's it was like super creepy cool. as shit. I wrote that down. I was like, those family photos. I remember that from being a kid. And that was like, yeah, so it's a great crazy. visual and easy scare to do. Yeah. You know, because everybody identifies with the family photos. Yeah. This and, movie is very creative, but it scares, especially yeah. for being a children's movie. So I forget if it was like Terry or Al, like, go get the album. We got to go try to close the it's, gate again. They, they run to the room to get it, and, and it just bursts into flames. Which I imagine <laughs> every Tori Amos record does at some point. <laughs> I feel like every Tori Amos album is bound to be flammable at some After point. After 13 full plays. <laughs> yeah. That's when it explodes into flames. Um, uh, that's when we get Terry going, we just grab a Bible. Yeah. It's like, it's, it'll counteract it. Right. Yeah. yeah so, was it, was it Glenn? He goes, what do we do now? And he's like, just get a Bible. Yeah. I mean, logic sound. I, if I, I'd be like, Terry, Terry, let's fo- listen to Terry. He knows what's up. And then Terry makes a dumb, dumb mistake. Well, it can't so they're be all perfect. outside the hole and they're just like, read any part of the Bible. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Let's just grab them. They a chose passage. Psalms. Which was a good passage. Yeah. And Terry's way too close to the hole. And Glenn's like, hey, you want to back up? And he's like, no, I got this. And immediately falls into the hole. Yeah. And he falls far. Yeah. Dude, it was a deep ass hole. And then, of course, the little goblin creatures or gremlin. What do you want to call them? Gremlins? Demons. They're little demons. Mini demons. Little yeah. mini demons. Little minions, maybe. Um, well, yeah, they're like a small version of a big demon. So yeah. I, I believe minions or demons. Okay. Dimlets. Semantics Dimlets. aside. Dimlets. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry's just sitting in the hole and one of the little guys just like is looking at him like, hey, what are you doing in here? It's <laughs> like they're talking to each other for a moment. I was like, yeah. I thought he was going like, hey. And I was yeah. like, whoa, you going to talk back? Yeah. The I, demons I, are as surprised of Terry being in this hole as Terry is of the demons being in the hole. I was like, is he going to be a good demon? Like help him out or something? You know, because there's always the one. Are you yeah. a good witch or a bad witch? Exactly. But no, then he starts getting bit from all angles. All the little like minion de- demon things. Those were all dudes in like giant rubber costumes. And they used forced perspective to make it look like they were pulling Terry's leg. And stuff like that, which was a really cool yeah, effect. John, you were talking really well. about that. Yes. And the whole time he's down there getting bit and pulled on, like the people up top are yelling, Terry, Terry, Terry. Like, and all you could think of was like Weird Al from UHF. It was like, come on, Terry, Terry. Oh, oh, I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Terry, Terry, pick up the phone. Oh, Terry! Oh, Terry! 
And, I, and to your point about the forced perspective stuff, that's some of the best I've seen. Yeah. Honestly, I've seen it done so poorly in so many I, instances. It looks I couldn't so even fake. tell. I assumed it was stop motion, to be honest. I and, thought it was yeah. too. And then I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, this is forced perspective? I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, there was only one or two times where I could really tell. But when was, they're all marching to the house, that yeah, one didn't. Little, yeah, little things like that. But of course, it's going to, you know, best you 80s, can do in the right. 80s, right? So yeah, Terry's going to try to crawl out of the hole now. And then Glenn, for no good reasons, like, well, I'm going to go ahead and close this up. Sorry, yeah. Terry, you're stuck in there. And it just starts reading the Bible. And then Terry's like, Glenn, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, Terry's like, stop, dude. Like, he's yelling at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, Glenn they, showed no, like, individual actions up until this point of the movie when he tries to kill his best friend. It's the wrong thing. He's like, I know what to do. And it's like, no, you dumb. Stop. Glenn is a, ter- um, he's a terrible lead. <laughs> like, yeah. He's such a bad, he's so bad at the role. So uh, Terry does manage to make it out and then Glenn's like desperately trying to read he loses his place in the Bible and he's like ah oh, fuck it. he just hawks the Bible straight in the hole and like sets on fire I'm like well maybe does that work the hole is on fire at this point like a fucking oil rig that's just been lit yeah oh man. no adults nobody in their neighborhood was like we got to call the cops. Something's on fire over there. I'm pretty sure all the neighbors went with the parents on this trip. Because <laughs> it's the only explanation I yeah. come up with. Leave the Bronx. Oh. <laughs> so at this point, the sisters had run inside and they're hiding in a closet. We think everything is going to be normal yeah. again. And ending this, number I two. legit thought the movie yes. was going to end here. That's the thing. is That was ending number two. And then I paused it. And I was like, cool. Let's see how much time is left for these credits. And I was like, my God, I have 40 minutes left to this film. I was like, this can't be. Yeah. Well, then they brought in a third writer, and he fucking turned the knob to 11. It's like, this needs a little more juice. Glenn. Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross. Um, so what happens at this point? The sisters are like, oh, we're just being scared in the closet. Yeah. Then the wall busts open because that story about the dead worker oh, that right. was buried in the wall, like, busts out dead zombie-like. And they're like, what the fuck? Because you think everything's done. This dead worker busts out, grabs Terry, throws him over his shoulder. That's right. Walks into the wall. The wall closes up behind him. And the first thing I was, I was like, well, you had a good run, Terry. Yeah. This I mean, was literally the Ghostbusters moment of like, choose the form of your destructor. It's like, Terry just mentioned something and it happened. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's like, he made the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man show I up. liked this scene because... This is how I assume if ghosts were real, they would react. They wouldn't go around just sort of shaking your blinds. They're just going to fucking come out of the wall, pick you up, take you wherever you need to go. <laughs> like yeah. The uh, wall closes. At that point, Glenn's like running his hand down the wall. Like, where did he go? Oh, my God. What's yeah, going on? Glenn. He goes and tells like Terry just got taken by the dead workman. She's like, that was a made up story. She's like, he's like, I know, but that shit's real now. Right. You so think she would go- be like. Okay, some weird shit's happening. I'm just going to accept when weird right, information. Don't question it. Yeah, yeah she's you know like, this is happening. They run to the closet to get the yeah. gun. Quick note about that gun. Earlier in the movie, Terry and <laughs> Glenn find Terry. this gun, and he's all like, "Yo, like, where'd you get that gun?" And he's like, "Oh, my dad won't let me play with it." And he's like, "Man, parents." And I'm like, "Yeah, there's a reason for that, <laughs> yeah. you dummies. That's a shotgun. Parents just don't understand, do they?" So they put the gun back up. So yeah, um, the sister and um, Glenn go to get the gun, and as they're doing it, the worker busts out of the wall again, and they fight it, and they throw um, a stereo. They throw a stereo at it and hit it in the head, and then it falls into a bunch of little mini demons. Oh, right. That's that scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah death by scene. stereo, you know? Death by stereo. <laughs> call out to the Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, as they're like, they go to look for the gun, isn't that like right before that? That's when, like, the zombie uh, Terry comes out, right? And don't they stab him in the eye with, a, like, a Barbie leg or something like that? Yeah. 
It was yeah. pretty quick turnaround for his change. Oh into yeah, the, he's. The do you think it was a really thing. zombie terrier? Was the little demons pretending? You think it was that dead dog again? Oh well, shit! I don't know what to tell you because apparently movie two is all about Terry. Yeah. Oh no! Because everyone. See, I want to watch this movie <laughs> now. Like I have to see this. Sequel, yeah, I do but... want to see actually do two as well. Maybe an episode. Oh, maybe a point five or something like this. Mm? Um, but yeah, so like they go downstairs, they get attacked by the worker, and the worker takes the sister now, right? Yeah, Ow. they try to go hide in a closet, but uh, since his worker is in the walls, that does not seem to slow them down at all. He just opens the wall again, takes the sister, closes the wall, bada calls bing, it a fucking boom, day. We're done here. They Two wait. sacrifices have now been given, and hell is free to open and stay in our realm. Yes, which the giant demon can now come through. It's, while he was looking for the gun, Glenn found a rocket that his sister had given him that his parents took a, took away for some reason. I, I think it was too big. Too big, yeah. And they show earlier he burned the top of the roof with another rocket, uh, so they're like, uh, let's take the big dangerous one away from this kid. So he's like, oh, she. They didn't throw it away, and he's obviously very excited about that. And um, so he's sitting there weeping as Glenn does, <laughs> yeah. and a giant <laughs> demon king comes out of the ground, and he's looking around, and he looks at Glenn. He's like, eh. You ain't nothing. You just a little bitch. And he like picks him up and looks at him. And that's when he, Glenn grows an eyeball out of his like palm of his hand. The, the giant demon monster puts him down and is all like, deuces, I'm out. You're not worth my time yeah. or trouble. Goes back into the hole. Right. He's like, this is a waste of my time. He's man. like, I got shit to do. I got a world to take over. To bring yeah, out. I've, got to, I've got to like link the sky and like <laughs> hell together. So he disappears at this point. Um, the, uh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Uh, you want to call yeah. him Gary. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Dude, I know it's, uh, <laughs> we they, did this to ourselves. They missed an opportunity <laughs> that when he opens his hand and sees the eye there, I was just like, that is badass. Yeah. Like, the eye in the hand. Now yeah. shout out to London, 1888, which I know is at the very end of the episode. You guys will never hear, but they actually have a gate t-shirt with like the hand with the eyeball on it. Hmm. It's really cool. Um, I wonder, what do you think was the purpose of giving him an eyeball in his hand. Was it like a gift? Or I think like, it was he was marked. Hey, thanks for letting me out. He's like, try and kill me now. I see everything you're fucking doing. Oh, you think it was keeping tabs? Yeah, that's all. He, Gary, or Gary Glenn. <laughs> Glenn was put on probation. Oh, okay, he's like, all right, you can live in my hell, but I'm yeah. going to keep an eye he's on, on you. He's on, he's on hell house arrest. That's so he goes and finds a piece of glass and immediately poke, plucks the eye out of his hand. Yeah. No, just not plucks he, it, just stabs, stabs it. his fucking yeah. piece of glass into his hand eyeball, which, to be honest, <laughs> hand probably eyeball. took a lot of hand-eye coordination to hit it that day. Oh. Now, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I, you know, once again, Glenn, when it, apparently showing a little bit of balls. That's impressive. I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> I assume he was just going to start crying and someone would have to rescue him. He's all out of tears after the last 18 times. He's oh, nothing see, left. That would have been a great one-liner as he stabbed himself in the hand. All out of tears. <laughs> he has a great oh, one-liner coming bet up. Bet you though. didn't see this coming. Stabs himself Ooh, in the hand. Plenty of eye puns that we could have yes. injected into this 80s but film. Instead, he says, suck my nose until my face collapses. <laughs> that was earlier. Yes. But yes. I should have said it again. So at this point, he stabs the eyeball in his hand. And at that point, the giant demon comes back. Well, outside, we see that the hole in the ground is it's now pulsing, doing a cyclone yeah. up to the sky. Which, which is, is a really cool effect. Yes. Yeah, it's like opening up the sky with like this dark clouded like red stuff so it's like you basically like oh hell is now taking over like the the earth then we cut back inside he stabs the fucking hand the giant demon monster which looks rad as hell yes well done well i think he's supposed to be demon king right yeah he's like the king, like the king. He's, the one king in the he's the one in the album cover yeah. holding the geode yeah he was the one that was like in there yeah. they showed him multiple times 
And then he comes back up like, you stabbed your fucking eyeball hand. Get over here, you little bitch. (laughs) I give you a present and this is how you treat me. You're going to violate your probation within seconds. At this point, um, Glenn... Yeah, Glenn. Yes, Glenn. <laughs> has set up the giant motherload rocket, which I can't remember the name of it, but like it's the giant rocket that's like literally as big as him. He aims it at the demon and then he goes, Happy birthday <laughs> and fires it, which I was like, What a stupid one liner. Is it his birthday? Well, I guess it's the day he's like rising from the dead. So maybe it's like his birth moment, birthday or whatever. I mean, he but looks like, very old. I know. Yeah, I don't get it. It was the stupidest one line I wrote down. I was like, happy birthday. Really? So this is the conclusion of the film where they blow it up with a model rocket. No, the rocket is a symbol of love. Yes, because it was a gift. Right. Because they they actually early in the movie talk about the only person that can vanquish the demon is a, a creature of pure love. Right. And since he used this gift that was provided as like a gift of love to basically, because remember, he's like, he's like, Give them back. Take me instead right. of them. Let them live and take me instead. Like he uses that rocket to basically like kill the demon. And that's the act of love, which then basically destroys the demon from the inside yeah, out. That's a stretch. I wish uh, listeners, you could that's see Mark's face. He is not buying this bullshit <laughs> at all. None of because this. Because I was watching the ending. I was like, well, I guess we just needed to attack this thing and not, you know, book oh, in this and close it up. It's the power of love. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's the of love. Thanks, Huey. Yes. You added that shit in, too. Uh, and everyone comes back to life, even well, Angus. Right before that, one of my favorite parts of this movie, he shoots the rocket and he's like, oh, this is not going to go well. Runs to the door, looks back, it explodes, and he goes flipping like 40 oh, times, head over heels, across the, like, the length of a football field. And I'm not talking like he flips like one too. He's like, like, just like a fucking like top. That was a very good effect. (laughs) I laughed at that too. All the way across the way. And then we cut to him walking back inside. No head injury at all. The sky clears up and he walks back inside and then Angus, his sister and Terry all come out of the closet and um, like, he's like, oh my God, you're alive. And they, did they remember? Yeah. I think they do. Right. Cause in Terry, I think like, or then they're sitting like in the, on their stairway and they're like, do you think mom and dad will believe this? And the sister oh, yeah. goes, come on. And then the end. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. but this is a fun movie. Yes. It's good. I recommend it. I thought it was very enjoyable. Tight 90 minutes, which I liked, uh, despite the weird pacing, it actually didn't feel very long. It felt kind of longer for me because I was, I was like, and it's over. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now it's over. Okay. We're not done yet. Now, Cause the thing is like at the second ending, I call it the second yes. ending. I was like, I know there's a scene where there's an eyeball on a hand. I was like, am I remembering the wrong movie? Did I pick the wrong movie here? And then it wasn't until later that it actually popped the up. The middle bit is a drags a little bit, but I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. So, uh, I recommend it. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. So here's a little quick summary of the gate too. It's been five years since Terry's friend Glenn discovered the gate to hell in the backyard. Wow, Terry's blaming Glenn for the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a Terry move. It is. Uh, Glenn has now moved away, and Terry begins practicing rituals in Glenn's old house and eventually brings back demons through the gate, leading to demonic possession and near-world domination. Is Glenn the bad guy? Oh, no, sorry, Terry. Is Terry the bad guy? He's a necromancer He's now. the inciting action to wow. bring the gate back, which seems like a very stupid thing for Terry to do. Very He's Terry, bored. He's got to have something to do. Yeah, Glenn left him. It's either that or masturbation. I mean, come on. Do you think Glenn moved away because his house was destroyed? 
I think the writers were like, we cannot put Glenn back in a leading role. Let's get rid of him and keep Terry. <laughs> He's going to be like 16 now. If he keeps crying <laughs> the way he cried. We can't continue the tears. <laughs> I feel like the kids were like, we got to move mom and dad. Oh, hell, I'd, yeah, I'd be like, we're getting out of here. I would have loved the scene. I mean, where the parents came back and they tried to explain or they cat in the hat at it and the house just somehow magically got back together. Cause oh, they poltergeist it and it implodes on yes. itself. Cause something, I mean, how are they going to explain what happened? Where did the house go? Yeah. Funny and that story. seems like a thing the eighties would have done. Like, yeah. Oh, kids. Yeah. They're gone for stories. three days and their house is totaled. <laughs> uh, yeah. What have we told you about hanging out with Terry? She probably doesn't get to babysit anymore. No. After this incident, for sure. Oh man. But yeah, no, like, oh, we forgot to talk about the scene where like at one point, like when all the crazy shit's going on in act two stuff is going on, the parents actually come back like on the front porch, they run outside. They're like, Oh my God, our parents. And they run up and he's all like, well, they're son. ghost parents. Yeah. yeah it was like, illusion or whatever. it was basically like, either like, Oh my God. And he's like, you've been bad. And like grabs like Glenn by the throat and starts choking him to death. And then his face implodes in on itself and starts gushing like goo all over the ground. Like his head basically is like a rotted pumpkin filled with like fucking melted jello. And it like just, <laughs> Blip, all over the place and then the mom's face starts doing the same thing and i was like that's so fucked up like that was a crazy scene that we didn't yeah, talk about a, but there's a lot of great it. visuals in this film i think everyone should watch it yes. good practical effects too tough yeah. to track down though i had to find it on some weird streaming service i never heard of i bought mm-hmm. it on itunes i did too uh, it was on like six bucks on itunes or something yeah, it was like on that sale at some point there you go pony up the dough it's worth it pony up the dough that's a t-shirt right there use the bible throw any, it in a hole yeah any <laughs> verse that bible in a hole baby you're good to go how did he uh, summon the thing in gate two like did he get a new album did they put out a new release was it a reissue remains to be seen yeah well you have to watch it to find out i'm gonna out. take one for the team and watch gate two you guys okay report back okay that'll do it thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time bye Satan stole my weed. Who knew he could be so low? He said he was stopping by to chill. Suddenly he had to go. I was planning to get high tonight. Free my mind and feel alright. Hang with my girl. Get real irie. She nice and figure. She nice and healthy. Turned my back and it was gone.